throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections from our neighbors to our coworkers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show that's all about connections. The ones that we make, the ones that we miss, and most importantly, how we connect to ourselves. Uh, we hope that we will entice you, that we will empower you, and uh, we'll give you some things worth considering. I am your host, Gordradell. I am here with my co-host, our very own naturopathic doctor, Alexia Georgiousis. Hi. Hello, Gord. Hi there. How are you? I'm pretty well, thank you. You're pretty well? <laughs> yes. That's that, that sounds like yeah. I need to qualify or two. <laughs> we all have days like that. Yes, exactly. Uh, last, uh, last time, uh, we began in uh, our series on bullying. Um, this is part two. Um, we talked last week about um, childhood bullying and yes. growing up. And I'm sure most of us experienced it in some way, shape, or form. Um, and we talked about what that was like for us. Um, today we're going to look at adult bullying. Um, a lot of people don't, you know, we don't really talk about it. Um, it's very embarrassing. It's, you know, humiliating, shame inducing, all of those things, um, if we're being bullied. Um, but there's just so many places that people experience it. Most importantly is probably in their workplace. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think another thing with the, with when it becomes adult bullying is that there's a tendency to believe that it's only in childhood. That's why mm-hmm. I think it's so embarrassing. It's like, oh well, I'm not, you know, I'm not ten anymore, and this is happening. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that's hard. It makes it hard for people to say, oh, it's bullying at any age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's there's a very fine line between abuse and bullying. Mm-hmm. It's a very fine line, you know. Um, you know. Yeah, what, it, what would be that line? What would you say that line would be? How would you how would you differentiate the two? I think it, I think bullying is part of being abusive. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe perhaps more in terms of say domestic. You know, domestic violence, and, and I think it is a form of violence. Violence doesn't have to necessarily be hands-on. You know, it can be, uh, um, you know, the violence be, be done emotionally mm-hmm. you know, uh, sort of thing. But it's that, it's that intimidation and, and um, you know, the, you know, lack of compliments, like going, oh, well, look at you. Look at how fat you are. Look at how old you are. Look at how, you know, I mean, all of the things, interestingly, all the things that, that are covered under human rights codes anywhere in, you know, the, 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 the Western world or the development world are the very things that we, we bully people for. Right. You know? Yeah. That is very, gender, really quite shocking, you know? Yeah. Gender, sexual orientation, yeah. their religion, what country they came from, you know, their creed, you know, all of those kinds of things, you know, their belief systems um, are, are the things that we, we pick on people about. Yeah. color of the skin, you know, accents, yep. anything, physical attributes, physical, you know, bodies, shape, sizes. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, interestingly, so much of our stand-up comedy is based on making fun of those things. You know, that's funny. The other day, I can't remember what I was watching, but I, I noticed that. I yeah. noticed that there was all this humor, but it was actually quite cruel or self-deprecating for the comedian. I can't remember, you know, it was that sense of self, but also around others. Right, right. You know, I, I really I really think that, you know, when it's self-deprecating, it's kind of like, I'm going to hit before anybody else does. Mm. You know, so, you know, I'll make, I'll make jokes about, you know, myself so that if you do make a joke, all you're doing is coming in on my coattails. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And, you know, you pretty much identify those people were in some way, shape or form bullied. Right. You know? Yeah. Parents can bully. And that's sadly. Horrible. Yes. Yeah. That's horrible. Um, you know, um, but the, the, the whole thing of, you know, what's it, what's the line? I think bullying is part of, of just that whole abusive scenario mm-hmm. and it's very trauma inducing. Definitely. Um, so we, we, I just want to go over, like, uh, just to remind us a little bit about some of the different categories of bullying. There's verbal, okay? Being criticized, humiliation with words, pointing out what makes the victim different, you know? Um, most of, as I just said, most are human rights issues, you know? Um, and we just went through all of those. Mm-hmm. Physical bullying. It's the same as verbal, but it now has a physical element. Hitting, slapping. You know, th- even threatening, like raising a fist towards somebody. Yes, yes. You know, um, uh, is, is bullying and, and pretending that you're going to hit them. Uh, throwing things at people, you know, throwing it in, in their direction. In direction, yes, yes. You know, uh, and of course, it can be elevated then to sexualized threats. Right. You right. know, that really needs to be reported right then and there immediately. Once, it, once there's a, a threat. Well, you know, in a way, all of it needs to be. It does. It and does. It's, it's sort of when it gets to something that's sexualized, that seems to be the, the tipping point. But I think, you know, you know, remember the days in school, I remember grade seven or grade eight, and there would be teachers that would, you know, if they were mad at a student, luckily it wasn't me. But 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 I would feel for the students. I, I just sort of them. hid out of the background. But it would be like they'd throw chalk or one one teacher I remember threw her keys at a student. They're like her keys. Like that's that's gonna hurt yep. if you get hit with a metal keys. Yep. Or a piece of chalk and then the chalkboard brush. That was the other one. Oh, uh, that was a big Those one. Those things would come flying, you know, across the room. And you know, yeah, were, was the kid being a jerk typically? Yes, and it's not okay. No, absolutely not. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm being flooded by this one teacher, as you're saying about the chalk brush. He, he, uh, he was art in French, taught both. Right. Um, and he would, he would throw that as a way of teaching people who, who, if they weren't doing what they had said. One of his things was if a girl in a dress, of course, well, girls wore dresses then, uh, yes. to school, if their legs were apart. He would throw throw a thing and say, "What are you, a truck driver? Not in my classroom." Oh, like you're kidding! No, no. Oh my gosh! Now that's sexualized, actually. Of course it is. You know, um, and he he did it. He got away with it. Oh my years, god! Years, years, you know, 
Uh, so I always made sure when I wore a dress, I had my legs together. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is just, that's unbelievable, hey? Yep. And unbelievable would, how those how those young girls very innocent because all of a sudden that's the thing is that a little girl i mean a girl meaning i'm saying a girl that's 15 16 and under yeah yeah because yeah, were, i were. i know that often those young girls are considered the label is often women they're not women they're young no. they're young women they're young girls still especially before 16 right it's yeah. it's a teenager but they're you know they're they're still, a, you could say, young adult. Well, I look at young adults as being over 18, typically. But those little girls that suddenly they have shame, shame about something that they're doing to cause something. Absolutely. You know, that, that, that is just brutal, Gord. Wow. Yeah, wow, yeah. that's intense. Yeah. He was, uh, yeah, he was. That's all I can say. I won't yeah. say anything. Uh, but I'll point if he walks by. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think he's probably long, uh, long gone from this earth. Right. Um, relational bullying. This was brutal. This was brutal, especially as you know, as kids. But as adults, it's the same thing. You know, I mean, that that's just it. We're not identifying it as bullying yet. It's the same behaviors. You know. Yeah. So describe that a bit more. What is relational so, bullying? Well, um, it has obviously racial. It has everything to do with how, how people and we interact. But um, p- people who gossip, mm. talking about other people, you know. Um, as I always say, if someone is telling me absolutely everything about other people, I can hardly wait to hear what she's going to say about me when I walk away. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. You know, um, also relational bullying has a tendency then to draw other people into it. You know, mm-hmm. because the person who's the perpetrator, like the aggressor here, um, uh, usually has a posse, <laughs> you know, uh, right. that supports right. them. And we're, we're going to talk about that in a minute because th- that's important. Um, how that group that will socially exclude the person. Right. Oh, you should have seen what Sunday was like at that picnic, at the party, at the, that, uh, you know, whatever. And the person who's being bullied just stands there, you yeah. know. They weren't invited, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that, excluded from lunches or parties or whatever as an adult. You know, a new kid on the block is just not welcome. Yeah, it's just, it just so hurts my heart when I think of that and hear that because I just think of how many times both children, but also adults, and I think people know it, they feel it. Oh, yeah. You know, they feel it right away because sensing the exclusion or the sense of they're not part of the, I mean, you know, remember junior high and high school, I personally, those were not the happiest years of my life. And I know a lot of people who loved it. They loved, you know, junior high and high school and, you know, they were in the, in the cool crowd and, and it is a, a feeling of isolation. It is a feeling of you're not quite up to par or whatever it is now, I right. could care less, of course, right? But at the time, it's like, yeah, it's, it's you can you notice it, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. In, in I think at a workplace, I think that would be very very difficult, right? To have a sense right. of oh, these people are going for lunch, but this person isn't included to go with them. Yep. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and there's there's the the other thing that makes it particularly difficult for someone who might be be victimized is when they're holding holding what they believe to need to be a secret 
Mm. So, for instance, a big one would be a, a kid, unfortunately, in their teens, who, um, you know, their sexual orientation is not heteronormative. Right, right. You know, uh, it's, it's different. And that, that then almost forces them to pull back. You know? Yes. And if, yes. They, and if they do uh, take part, they're living a lie. You know, they're they're living like they got a girlfriend, they got a boyfriend, they got you know whatever they, it is that they're they're uh, they're needing to do in order to be part of this group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so cyberbullying is all of all of what we've just spoken about, except that it's being done on social media, right? Or right. or emails, emails, you know, social media. Emails. Absolutely, I think that that's you know I can't imagine for and we know that we talked about this a little bit last time. That with that can lead one of the consequences to young kids committing suicide, you know, because oh, they are just that's feel why this so, is so important. Yeah, bullying is just so brutally important because of of the fact that it leads to a lot of disorders and and it really can lead to suicide, and that's yeah. just tragic. Yeah, that's absolutely tragic. You know, it is. Um, yeah, keeping, keeping, you know, well, when it comes to the cyber thing, and we mentioned that last week, you know, it's keeping an eye on your kids. Yeah, you know, definitely. What, definitely. What, what uh, sites are they on? And, yeah. you know, you know, one of, a nephew could outsmart me so quickly <laughs> because they grew up with computers from Completely. day one, you know, um, yeah. that, you know, they, they could switch off and on to something quite quickly. So I think, I think at least one parent has to become somewhat computer savvy. Yeah, I would I would agree a little bit, you know, to understand what what how communication is shared and how to delete messages, things like this, how to block, you know, how to how to know when especially if there's been kind of an invasion of privacy or a trespass. And and I think with with adults maybe there's more subtlety involved because I think again, you know, there may not be physical bullying at the office. There may be too, but happen. it's, it can just be a sense of even, you know, changing posture or giving someone a particular look. Well, yeah, that's that like that, passive right? aggressive. Yeah. That's another category I think unto itself. Right. You know, it's, it's not blatant. Yeah. Um, you know, someone's speaking and, and I'm looking at you while they're speaking and I'm rolling my eyes. Or looking away, yeah. or you know, very very subtle, you know, but it's condescending looks, sarcasm, um, you know, or mimicking, making fun of them as you know, in order to to ridicule them, um, and and you know, it deliberately embarrassing them or causing them to feel insecure, um, you know, making negative jokes, mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. um, or, or negative gossip, you know, yep. kind of thing. Um, yes. You know, all of, all of those things is just, you know, people who are set out to to be toxic. I think this is such toxic, toxic behavior, you know. That's a, that's a good word for it. It's a very, you know, kind of uh, low vibration. It's a low energy. It doesn't, it doesn't very low enlighten or enliven. It, it really is very oppressive. And it's a heavy. It's a thickness. Like a, there's a density to that. When, you know, you're around, you can feel that that energy of, of people that are, let's say they're talking about or gossiping about something. I've felt that before. And I'm sure many of us have where you suddenly you're, you're you know, whether or not it's about, about myself or someone else, you just feel there's something off here. 
There's some kind of conversation happening that's not uplifting. It's, it's, you know, and it's maybe targeted. And targeted, yeah. And, and they're, not, they're, they're not sharing good news here. Right, exactly. So it, yeah. it doesn't have to be about a, 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 a particular person, but it's, there's something there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no question about that. Yeah. Um, I usually will walk away. It's the way I've always handled. If I mm. walk in and you and somebody were gossiping about somebody, it's like, oh, my God, I got to tell you about this. I'm like, I don't want to know. Right. I don't want to know. If the person wants to tell me, that's fine. But yep. I just think that gossiping is not an okay place to go. Yeah. It never Very is. Very good news. Oh, God, did you, did you hear Alexia just won the million dollars in the lottery? <laughs> Let's call her. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll cube, give a big donation to the Transformational Arts College. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I knew it was coming from somewhere. Yes, um, exactly. But, you know, sharing good news like that is one thing, but yeah. that's not what people. That's yeah. not the kind of gossip. We're well, and gossip and and learning to be aware of gossiping is so is such a. Uh, a deep practice, I find, of awareness around recognizing when it's starting to step into a place of excessive narrative, you know, feeding a drama and a lot of assumptions. And especially if it's kind of judgmental and critical, you know, right. it's really it's really something to be able to, to be disciplined enough to, you know what, if it upset me or bothers me, then how do I just, nope, I don't need to say that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that and that takes a lot of work. It does take you know, a lot of work because most of us, once we're upset or we're riled, we want to like mouth off. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's one thing to have. We need to have, you know, maybe a close friend that we can do that with, but we don't need a posse in order to be able right, to do right, that. right. Anyway, at that point, I think that we'll leave the posse behind, and we're going to go to commercial. We'll be back in two minutes. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? 
Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Things Worth Considering. We're talking about bullying and specifically around adults. Um, so we, we left off that last little segment about the posses. So why do people stand by and let this happen? You know, like why, why do they watch or, or take part, even, even sort of in a subdued way or a subtler way? Of being, uh, of, of, you know, being a bully as well in some way, shape, or form. And the fact is, is that they do not want to be the person that gets the next targeted. If they say this is wrong, then the chances are that aggressor is going to turn on that person. Right. You know, now, a person who's an aggressor, really, chances are they've been aggressor an aggressor since they were young. You know, and they just simply grow older and, and continue to, t- to carry that role. So if someone, you know, basically points them out, then you have all hell to pay for. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's such a, 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 you know, a huge exposure. And, and it's like all of a sudden the spotlight and the vulnerability comes out to say this is there. But the person who's, I find typically the bully they 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 have a very deep insecurity in their ego and they they either are totally unconscious of it or they just don't care or they they just have to protect that ego state and they will be in the heightened defensive place of, oh, yeah. of attacking or just putting their aggression somewhere else well that's the only thing they know is attacking yeah yeah, yeah. that's how they're doing they're they're, they're tackling life they're attacking life you know? right. right uh which is really sad uh, but that's where you, 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 you were talking about picking up that energy, that toxic energy. You know? yeah. the, the thing about having people around us is, is it keeps other people from focusing on us. Mm-hmm. Because the that's very true. Very true. Us doesn't want to be exposed. Right. Okay. Right. Um, these are not people that have a strong, um, they do not have a strong, self you know level of self-esteem or confidence yeah. or whatever what they do have is very good aggression mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that appears to give them confidence but in fact they don't have any confidence right right you no know? yeah so, absolutely i agree 100 percent. that, that can't be seen no they can't, I can't bully and, you and then everybody goes the guy's got no self-esteem you know yeah <laughs> i have to appear strong and powerful because that's why i'm doing it because i don't believe i have power or control yeah. which i probably didn't have in my life growing up. That was, that right. was you know, overwhelmed within some sort of a family situation. Well, and I also think it's really important what you said about the, the sort of the confusion between uh, what confidence is or power. 
compared mm. to you know force and domination and and arrogance of a, of a bully that what is what is their sense of power and i think that they get a little bit stuck in that old emotional place of what it means to be you know confident is that you you know you get louder that's one thing that i used to find so um kind of challenging and then now i just realized that's just how some people will be is that the their volume of voice will just come up and up and up yes. as they're starting to feel some discomfort or fear but or it's amazing how loud that voice can get oh absolutely Absolutely. You know, the person who keeps la- raising their voice, like getting, you know, yeah. uh, is an attempt to, is, you know, is an attempt to control the conversation. Right. right. You know, so if I can, if I can overpower your level, then I, I'm, you know, thinking in some very convoluted way that I'm now in control of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's totally unconscious. I don't think it's, I don't think that it's, I, I don't know. Well, what do you think? Or do you think it's, it's an unconscious choice. I, I feel that I'm I not sure the person behavior. is aware of it. I think it's learned behavior. Yeah. yeah. We watched our parents or our big brothers and sisters or whoever in our families have fights like that. Right. And, and all we're doing most of the time is just emulating what we've already seen. Right. So where would you tie in here the um, line between someone who's bullying or bullying type of behavior, because I think it's the behavior, right? Ultimately. And then the, the kind of dynamic, the play with somebody who's more empathic. How would you tie that in? Because I know that very often the, the, the lingo is that narcissism and empaths are often, you know, joined on some level. Would you say, would you say that's true around bullies or people that are in the bullying state compared to you know who the people are that are either part of the posse or the victims of the bullying because they have their own responsibility right their own Absolutely. their own way of yeah 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 i mean it's all everyone has their, their responsibility to become aware of, of right. how they're playing out relationally um you know i think that what number one you're making the point here which is an important one is that very often the bully is the narcissist type. You know, narcissists are incredibly seductive. They're very, very, they're actually very psychic empathic as well. Interesting. That's very interesting. They can identify within the person that they're targeting their victim for lack of better words here, uh, that what, what your needs, your unmet needs are, they can begin to identify where your wound is and they will often charm and, you know, uh, uh, ingratiate themselves to helping you deal with the wound with your own unmet needs. So suddenly now you have someone who is caring, who is taking care of your needs and, and all that kind of stuff until there's a point where their needs are not getting met properly. That's the way they Okay, need. I see. I see. You know what I mean? So In then, other words, it's highly seductive. It's highly seductive and it's, it's very manipulative, right? Of course it is. Yeah. I mean, that's what narcissists are known for. Right. You know, empaths too, though, have a tendency you know, to not understand p- 
part of that empathic power that they have comes from woundedness. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we all have a certain amount of ability to tune in. I think we had, you know, some people have more ability to, you know, uh, go to the spiritual element with it. But, you know, often that that openness is is from early wounding. Right. Right. That, that isn't healed. And I think that's our responsibility than the, the empath. Yes. Yes, exactly. I, I do. I do think it's always interesting to see when it plays out. You know how that that relational pattern can often repeat from a really young age, and then it keeps going into you know teenager and then adulthood and work or or partners. And in homeopathy, one of the ways to work with homeopathy is you look at the pattern that's there, so you can actually see regardless of its, you know, not the details of the dynamic, but but the actual pattern. And then the idea is that what's the delusion of the person that needs the remedy, the medicine, is that mm. we all have a way of perceiving something. So if it's a sense of, you know, needing to be loved or needing to please or whatever it is, or needing to dominate, because, right. you know, I think the, the control and fear for the bully side and maybe the narcissistic kind of tendencies where it's like, my needs are so important and only my needs are important, right? right. So right. so I always find this this is that interesting. Well, it's an interesting back and forth because at some yeah. point then, the narcissist is going to present, uh, you know, whether it's true or not from them, something that will pull in the empathic, some wound of theirs or or, you know, how terrible their, par- their parents were to them and treated them so badly right. and put them in boarding right. school in Switzerland. Poor right. thing. Um, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, those kinds of stories. And then, see, that's, again, the seduction of pulling that empath in. So the empath, not only is their woundedness done, uh, being taken care of, but now they have someone to take care of. And that's what the empath always is looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Well, you know, that they can defend, they can take care of, they can, you know, nurse their wounds, all of those kinds of things, you know. So so I know this is a tiny bit off topic, but I think it ties in, is that would you say that with that codependency triangle of, you know, rescuer, aggressor, and uh, victim, that, that would you say that empaths are more, of the rescuer and the victim. Well, they are, but the, 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 the narcissist when exposed will fall into victim's mode. Yes. Yes, for sure. This is what they're for doing sure. to me. Right. A classic example is the former president. Oh yeah. He's angry in hell. He's a narcissist. He's angry in hell because in many ways he's been exposed. He also lost, which he uh, wasn't supposed to happen to him. Uh, but it's what they're doing to him. Yeah. People are doing to him. Right. And so that's that victim mentality that's sitting yeah. in amongst this bravado. Yeah, right, right, sure. How many victims sure. do you know have bravado? Right. That's how you know <laughs> we're slightly off, off balance here. Yeah, and that's a, that's a great way to, to describe it because I, I think that it's very interesting when people use that language. Because it's it's difficult when things don't work out in our lives, and we we really want to blame it on someone else. Oh God, yes, including God. 
(laughs) Yes, including God, for sure, (laughs) for sure. Everybody. Yeah, it's it's, and it's so that takes that piece of awareness where it's like you can see if I continue to say this that it's that person's fault or they did that to me. You know, it's then you become completely disempowered by, by being victimized. Well, if you say it long enough, you'll believe it. Right. Even if it's a total lie, right? Yeah. Right. You, you right. Believe it. Yeah. You know? Very true. So, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. If we say something long enough, we'll, we'll start to believe our own yeah. stories. And, yeah. and that's why so many of us are stuck in narratives that are like not even reflecting who we are. You know, it, it, and it's, it's a whole, not that we've lied. It's just that we really didn't know anything different. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, in whatever that narrative was. And the narrative might be poor me, you know, right. uh, you know, poor me, poor me a drink. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. It's sort of, so it's kind of like defining ourselves with the pain stories. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah, instead absolutely. of saying, wait a sec, this is how do I take responsibility for this dynamic, because I think that's always fascinating when, when people start to heal and they, they see the pattern and then whether it's the bully or whether it's the, someone who's more empathic, that they stop, they stop behaving in those patterns and the people around them find it very challenging. This is extremely, extremely, you know, there's also, because everything is, is dualistic in this world, you know, right. you know, light, dark, dry. Wet. Yes, yes. Um, so you have the, the victim pain narratives, but then we can get the flip of that of, oh, my God, my life was just so fabulous. We went here. We went there. We flew into Switzerland to ski on, the, you know, the weekend, right. blah, blah, blah. And that covers the same pain. Oh, that's very true. It just very covers true. the same pain. It's just yeah. that it's a, a dualistic narrative. And it's actually, I think, very beautiful because it gives totally different perspective. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So you've got the grandiosity. Yes. And that person will probably be the narcissist uh, of the two. And the other one in the pain, uh, in the pain narrative is going to be the, the, uh, the empath. Right. They relate right. more to the pain. Yeah. yeah and the yeah, other yeah. one is doing everything they can to not relate to, to there being any pain and never admitting to it. You know, I, over my years of, of counseling, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's when people come in and I'm like, tell me about growing up. Oh, my God. My parents are just fantastic. They sent me to the best schools. They da 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 And I'm like, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> we've got a problem here. You know, we all had issues of some sort growing up, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't care whether your mother was the Queen of England because I'm sure that she had problems raising you, too. You know, her yeah. kids really didn't exactly, you know, skip to the end. No, <laughs> no. And I think you even said on a previous show once something like, uh, you know, even, you know, Abe Lincoln or anyone, everyone had their problems. I don't know if it was, I feel like you said that, but maybe I'm wrong, but. Okay. You know. I don't know if I, I would have identified Abe Lincoln, but. Okay. Maybe uh, not. He had problems. He had problems going to that show that night. Yes. <laughs> to the theater. Yes. Oh, you know who it was? It was something, it was Ram Das, I think, in a talk I was listening to, a podcast. Okay. I think he said, it was either Ram Das or Jack Canfield. Not Canfield, uh, Cornfield. Cornfield, yeah. Cornfield, Buddhist guy. Um, but Any of them could have said it, and I'd agree. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The point yeah. is, it was there, and it's it, it's similar. It's echoing what you're saying is that, you know, we always have a particular narrative, and then the the truth is is that bullying in adults does still exist, and it's Absolutely. it's kind of continuation of these narratives, and I think it's been really massive in the last. I would say the last 10 years, I've come across a lot of people where they have had that experience, especially workplace. Right, right. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Red, Redgrave, uh, the guy, uh, Redfield, who wrote The Celestine Prophecy. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. And I he identifies in, 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 you know, sort of the, 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 the dramas that we play out through, through communication, one of the interrogator. The interrogator is, where were you? What were you doing? Where you da, 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 da. That's a bully. And on that note, I'm going to tell you, where are you going? Because we're going to commercial. We'll be Break. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time, or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we are talking about bullying um, in adulthood. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the things that can happen is... is it's so psychologically damaging and so traumatizing um, from a child. I mean, a child, a teen into, into adulthood. One, you know, one of the things that happens um, is that if, as a, if you were, if you were bullied as a, as a girl, as a little girl. Okay. And now 
someone came in, let's say I walked in, I started traumatizing you. You are not, you, you're frozen. And why are you frozen is because you are that little girl in that moment again. Right, right. I mean, that's what happens with trauma. When we're, we're traumatized, we freeze that moment in yes. our bodies. I yes. really believe that. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Clearly not in our minds because we don't even know where our mind is. It's in our body is where yeah. it is. And yeah. so when that gets triggered, all of a sudden, you know, we're back to being that, that you know, victimized little person. Don't know what to say. Don't know what to do. Uh, and we're you know, probably frozen. Uh, but the thing to remember here is that the person who is being the aggressor is also in that state. Yes, they're in the fight state. They're right? in the fight state. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Because they're experiencing what they experienced, and that was not having any power. Yes. Yeah. So they have this you know, sort of flicker of that little kid on the inside who feels so powerless and suddenly they're into their bully persona Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that is how they learned they could have power. Yeah. 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 It's really fascinating when you think of it that way, because I think it allows in some ways for more compassion, but yet what I find difficult is that when, when someone has, especially adult bullying, but kids too, I can, for some reason, I can be more forgiving in a way with children. And, but when it becomes adults who are, who I'm, I guess I have an expectation that they're going to have more self-awareness and know that, you know, walking around with this being very prickly and irritated and that it, it it's, it's, even though they're in a stress mode that I always find it so um, shocking that they're not aware of what that feels like or what they notice around like whether I've had them, um, you know, uh, patients where that happens in their dynamic with their partners and th- there's just no awareness whatsoever. And it's nope. very difficult to witness. It's very difficult to witness on both sides, but I, I know for myself, t- I tend to feel more, uh, I guess empathy towards someone who's who's not the, being the bully um, than course. someone who is, especially when it becomes a physical threat. I think that right. that's where I feel like no, 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 that's not okay. That's no. not okay. No, it's not okay. Period. You know. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, or name calling, anything where there's name calling or insults. Yeah. But 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 I think Gord, your your point is is very important to recognize. That oh that person's in stress mode too. So so are you saying that because you feel that it's a way to develop compassion? It's a way, but it's I think it's also a way of not taking this personally. Yeah, right. It's right. not personal. No, maybe directed and say you know your hair, your clothes, your whatever they're doing, but it's not personal. They're just they're just trying to grab onto something. Yeah. You know? That we'll, we'll get it. The bully, you know, was probably bullied as a kid. Um, and so it's that whole idea of reversing and they're taking the power back by becoming the bully, you know, yeah. if they were bullied or they've been bullied all the way, a bully all the way through. The other thing is watching their parents. How do their parents treat people? Mm-hmm. If your parents treated people badly, then that's yeah. exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. Because that's what you learned. It's totally. Like, don't. None of this do as I say, 
you know, or, or, or uh, yeah, you do, isn't that yeah. as good as I said? It's, it's, it's going to be do as I do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The people who are bullies very often have a very low self-esteem. They yeah, were not. I agree. You know, they were not well, well uh, nourished growing up. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, uh, uh, spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jealousy and envy. They may really be jealous of who you are or what you, what your talents are, what you've accomplished, what you're, where you're at, you know, you're married, your kids, your you know, whatever, you know, um, definitely narcissistic. Yeah. You know, addiction is substance abuse issues mm-hmm. so that when they drink or they're using whatever chemicals, um, that really nasty bully side comes out. And yeah. we certainly know that in domestic violence. Yeah. So alcohol is probably one of the most destructive drugs out there. Oh, absolutely. Acceptable, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, An an enormous amount of internalized shame simply Mm. because of the low self-esteem. Yeah. You can't let people see that. Right. And what, you know, so the internalized shame is is almost to the point of debilitating. The other thing is they target people who are sometimes a mirror of the very thing they hate about themselves. There is a saying that's, you know, I can remember hearing that whoever yells faggot the loudest usually is right. right i remember here i remember that coming up yeah yeah you know as, uh, um, you know or the the kid who was fat and they you know they grew up and they're not anymore of yeah. course they're working their ass off in, in the gyms yeah. and blah 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 and they'll target fat people yeah you know uh, so often often the very person that you know so if they're targeting me it's or, or, not they he say or she is because I'm mirroring something to them, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that they don't want to look at, you know, yeah. obviously. So, yeah. so we try and hurt it. So, okay. So, you know, there's, there's a, I guess some key people, how do you deal big time is dealing with a boss? Well, I think this is so important because giving some strategies, I mean, we can't obviously cover this in one show like this, but I think that in the workplace, when it's a boss, it's incredibly really? difficult because you, you know, often, I know this from, you know, people that I know who, uh, friends even who work in HR and, and it, it, when, you know, HR is often there to protect the company and it becomes a very tricky situation with mm-hmm. when there's a, when there's someone in power, uh, in authority who is a bully and, yes. and, a, you know, one of my good friends is an excellent HR person and she's like, yeah, you know, that has to be handled in a in a in a way and stopped because it's not acceptable but there are lots of companies and we heard in stories and and i've heard and read about articles in universities and academic institutions where it's really commonplace and it's it's just accepted so i think it's very hard for people all kinds of studies in higher education about bullying yeah so in ontario um higher education must have policies around harassment including sexual harassment, all the way through to sexual violence. So that they're there, they're, they're publishable, like we have ours at the school. Right, um, right. Um, they're absolutely required. Most companies now are expected to have some sort of harassment, bullying policy that says this is what happens if, and this is what happens if, and they are you know, legally expected to have to be able to go through you know, the whole thing about protecting the company is not flying in the law courts. 
No, but I think the big piece is that even though the policy is there, it's is the policy followed or is it actually taken seriously? Um, because, you know, there are lots of people who get bullied at workplace and they suffer. They, oh, they're the one, they really yeah. suffer, especially if it's from someone who is a boss or in a, a position of authority. Um, they, they're absolutely the ones that are often, even though the policies are in place, yeah. that's when I think things can be spun and a narrative is told where it's actually the person's, the employee's fault rather than the perpetrator. So the policy is there. I wonder how silent is the employee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we're in a workplace where it's so embarrassing, you know, so we, we, it's kind of like, if, if I don't say anything, no one's going to notice I'm even here kind of thing. And that's the worst thing that, you know, so really, you know, I mean, there are, there are all different ways, but every one of these is going to come back to one place. And that is, Believing in yourself and your rights to be treated as every human rights code in the the free world stipulates, you have the right to be treated respectfully. You have the right to, you know, be given decent treatment. You like all of those kinds of things, you know, it varies, but, you know, um, it's about boundaries and it's about having to speak up and saying, you know, Alexia, when you said that yesterday, that was really completely inappropriate for me. Right. You know, and, and then the other person was like, what? Because they're not, people who are bullies are not used to being spoken to. No, but I think, I think the other part is keeping things, I mean, in writing, recording things. Because when it I becomes... I have to be careful in the States, because some States you have to yeah. have permission. Well, not recording. I mean, not a verbal recording. I meant just making oh, documentation yes. yeah. where there is, there's, because it's very easy. Like I think in a previous show, you were talking about um, uh, witnesses, how they will sometimes forget. The, oh, absolutely. Right? So yes, I think yes. when, when people are in trauma states, that if they don't record things, it's very easy to dismiss it. And think that, oh, well, that's okay, I'll come back to it. And, oh, it's not a big deal or whatever it is. But I think I having that, yeah. that, you know, noted is also important for people. But, yeah. but I think what I you said, Gord. Yeah, if it's going to go to, and to anywhere with a legal thing or even to HR, yeah. you know, in your corporation or whatever, um, or a union, all of those things, you know, they all, they can't just jump on your bandwagon because you said so. Right. Exactly. You know, so exactly. It's really important to identify when this happened, yeah. uh, who was there, what yeah. was said, where did it end, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And, and, you know, again, what we're looking for is patterns we begin to see is beginning to, you know, beginning to establish. Um, so you, you, while you're writing this down, this could be happening to three or four other people by the same aggressor. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, I think that's more common, actually, in workplaces where it's never just one person, that there's either a history or there's other people. And and really what they need to do is have connection to be like, wow, it's safe for me to say something or it's safe for me to go to this HR person. And I mean, maybe that's another show we do is we bring somebody in who uh, who has HR experience. But I don't know. I mean, you know, we could we could see and and see what's involved with that. But I think what you said, Gord, about remembering that you have a right. This is where I feel for people who 
are, let's say, um, immigrated to the country or they don't have supports and they're in a job that they have to keep. And they, they ha- it's that sense of where do they draw a line when they, are, they need the paycheck. Well, absolutely. And that's you how know? sexual abuse takes place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is they're totally taken advantage of, yeah. uh, which is just absolutely horrific. Totally. Exactly. Horrific. exactly. Um, you know, that, that, that would happen. Um, if someone, is, you know, says some sort of a joke about, oh, you know, your shoes or something like that, make a joke about it. Yeah, that's a really good one. Really good. Just, just throw it yep. off. The other thing is just to say, oh, well, thanks. Right. You know? Love it. Love the it. The important thing is, if you are antagonistic back, it will then escalate. Yeah. So this is like, it is like walking on eggshells. It means that you have to be very aware of how you're saying it and what you're saying, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's, it's worth, worth it for it. yourself, right? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's worth it for your self, self-love. Yeah. You know, if you, um, you know, are, never, never take them on if they're with their posse, as I call it. You know, it's a good um, one. It's, I like that. Re- I like that. Remove yeah. yourself from the environment. Ne- always stay cool. Don't get angry. You can be as angry as you want on the inside. You don't want to let it out. Um, right. If you're going to go back and say, you know, to your boss, like whatever it was, or, or I know one friend, her boss always yelled at her, like just like whoa, screaming, you know, and that's very disturbing for girls or women, you know. Women. A man and for some know. men, too. And for men, too. And for some men, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's, it's the dad that's yelling, you know, kind of thing. It's to go in and say that is totally unacceptable behavior. Yeah. It's okay to feel scared when you're going to do that. And the, bit, the most important thing is, is just take a moment and rehearse it. You know, yeah. it's just what do you want to say and why do you want to say it? And yeah. importantly, what result are you looking for? That's, I think that that is such a crucial uh, focal point that yes. in terms of not expecting a particular outcome, but realizing that it's for the self and then being able to not engage like Pima Chodron talks about, you know, those, those hook will come, do not take the bait. That's right. Because as That's soon right. as you, you know, it's like, oh, you're going to get. will test you. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's those pokes. So, so the fact that you're saying, you know, make a joke or just whatever it is and don't engage because that's the challenge to go into power battle, yeah. right? That's the hook, isn't it? Yeah. Let me see if I can get her to engage. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, but a throwaway line or, or, you know, even to take it very seriously and ask, I'm wondering if you could explain what that meant. I like that. I like that strategy to be like, I don't really quite understand that instead of, because I think sometimes it's very tricky to, uh, you know, similar to what you're saying about a narcissist is that you have to be very discerning if you're going to open up in terms of a vulnerability Yep. and say, oh, this really hurt my feelings Yeah. because that would not be a good idea. Yeah. That's like an applause. Right. And you know what? I'm going to applaud you because we're at the end of this session. <laughs> oh, yay. Let's applaud each other, Gordon. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope we gave you some uh, ideas to listen to. And remember that there are uh, uh, people in every state and in every province, in both countries or any country, in which you can get help for bullying, or if you are a bully, to get help from that as well. Thank you for listening. Alexia and I will be back next week, 8 o'clock, here on Things Worth Considering on Voice America. Good night. 
Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 